Hello everyone, welcome back to Mondays with Mon and happy Monday. I am back. It has been a little too long. My last episode was late 2021, so sorry about that. <laughs> Life just got a little bit too busy. Um, I just stick my fingers in way too many pies, as I've been told way too many times. And um, yeah, life just got a bit hectic and I didn't really prioritize this podcast, but I have been really missing it and I have been really thinking about starting it back up for a while now. So I finally have some time to get started and I have been working on quite a few episodes that are going to be coming up soon and hopefully get at least one episode out a week from now on so much has happened since i've last spoken on this podcast i was listening back on the last episode i uploaded and i was letting you in on a little bit of a secret sister company that i was working on to i create beauty and um, that's already been announced that was actually born in january 2022 and that is i create cosmetics which is a cosmetics company um, it is where we sell eyelashes, beauty tools, gouaches, silk sets, etc, etc. Um, definitely go give that a check out. I have been working really hard on bringing out some really awesome products and lots more to come as well. But yeah, that was the big secret and I never actually got to announce that on a podcast because... Yeah, I never ended up filming another one for a year and a half. So sorry about that. Um, what else has happened so much? I got engaged. That's a big one. Yeah, so that was in April 2022. Again, so much happened that year. <laughs> so yeah, I'm planning a wedding. That is very exciting. The wedding is this year and it is in October and it has been very hectic planning that and I'm sure I will touch base on that whole journey as well definitely um, I've got lots to say if you have ever planned a wedding you'll know exactly what I'm talking about so yeah other than planning the wedding and starting this new business there is one more thing that I do want to update you guys on which is going to basically revolve around today's whole episode um, I just want to put it out there that I'm actually very nervous to speak about this. It is not something that I thought I would ever do so publicly, but I'm also equally very excited. And um, I think that me speaking about it so publicly will hopefully help a lot of people. This has definitely changed my life for the better. The last three months have been just incredible this new journey that I've taken myself on is something else and um, I'm just going to basically get right in there and just tell you what I'm talking about. So in November of 2022 I had a pretty life-changing surgery done. We're going to speak about it in today's episode. I actually am accompanied by a really amazing lady called Courtney. She is a longtime friend and she has also had the surgery done. She's two years post-op. I'm only three months post-op. So 
she has a lot more to say about it. So I actually interview her and kind of chuck my input in there too. But um, she's just incredible. And she's actually got a whole page dedicated to this new lifestyle. And um, she's growing day by day, very drastically, actually, this page. Um, she's just incredible. She's a wealth of knowledge and she's so inspiring. And you know what? She's actually someone that really inspired me to get this done also, um, which is great. So I'm really honored to have her on. Courtney is actually starting her own podcast as well, which is really exciting in the episode. She hadn't thought of a name yet, but I'm actually filming this intro like two days later. So she's now found a name and I'm just going to give her a little shout out now in the intro. So if you want to go and check her out, it is the VSG Diary with Courtney and you can find that on anywhere that you basically find your podcasts but she also has an instagram page which i'm going to pull up now and the instagram page is the vsg diary underscore courtney she's really well spoken and she's really gone in deep with her whole experience around this surgery and what it's done to her life how she got to that point yeah it's just incredible and it's a really good chat it does go on for a little while. It's a one hour episode, so buckle up. Before we get started, can you please download this episode and any other future episodes that you listen to? It would help me out so much. It's the only way I can actually tell if people are listening to this podcast. Okay, now let's get straight into it and meet Courtney. Okay, so we're here with Courtney today. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so Hi. much for coming. I'm so excited. We're so excited to have you here. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad to be here. Okay, so Courtney, introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, tell us what you do for work, and how would you describe yourself? So, Courtney, but Court for short, I am 25, I'm from Wollongong, New South Wales, I am a biz girl, I've been in business since I was 18, so I specialise in piano and vocal, I've sung for a really long time, since I was nine, it is my thing i am a songbird creative songwriter releasing artist so despite being the vsg diary girl <laughs> i am a businesswoman. i do have a job i do have a whole other life um huge people's person um it fills my cup helping other people for sure and i'm as introverted as i am extroverted just depends where i am who i'm with yeah i love that yeah it's it's it goes both ways with me so yeah. perfect well, today we're going to basically dive in deep in a conversation around the topic of the bariatric sleeve surgery. So this is something both Courtney and I have both done. So Courtney is two years post-surgery and I am now three months post-surgery. So I'm still a baby. Oh my God, I love, I love hearing you say that loud. <laughs> yeah, it feels Yay. good to say it out loud because I've, so I've actually so never proud. said it publicly before. So. so proud. This is the first. Not that it's something that I'm ashamed of or didn't want to speak about, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's the first that I've actually spoke about it publicly as such it does feel good Mm -hmm. so for those who don't know what the bariatric sleeve is it's a surgery and it's essentially a weight loss surgery so just to go into a bit more detail about how it works is they cut out 80 percent give or take of your stomach and then they stable it back and it's cut out to basically limit the amount of food and beverage consumption and that's in order to lose weight Um, but our stomach is a living organ, so Mm -hmm. it can grow back. So we will get a little bit more into detail about 
um, the other different surgeries that there are for weight loss, how they work and um, how to, I guess, decide what one's for you. We're not professionals no. as well. We <laughs> definitely, yes, there's a huge disclaimer um, to obviously speak to your GP about this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but take everything we say for grain of salt. It's we're just speaking about our own experiences mm-hmm. with it. Um, so let's just get straight yeah, into yeah. it, I guess. Courtney, I'm yeah. just going to ask you a bunch of questions and let's just talk about yeah. it. So you're now two years mm-hmm. post-op. You've started a social media account devoted to your new lifestyle. That's grown to now, as of today, because it changes you know all the... Yeah, because okay. it changes It was, one, it was 111 yesterday. Where are we? We're at 114. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I just can't... celebrated 100,000 what. <laughs> Two days ago. It's just it's insane. Crazy. You were celebrating 10,000 like a <laughs> 10, month ago. Not even. Oh my God. 10,000 on the 23rd of January. <gasps> yeah. We're like wow. a month later almost. Yeah. Wow. Insanity. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, what a quick growth. Yeah, it has been. Everything's been very quick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. My first question is a three-parter. So I want to know what your life was like prior to the surgery. I want to know what your breaking point was and I guess how you decided that you wanted to go down the route of having a surgery, specifically the gastric sleeve. So my life prior to surgery was a combination of many, many things and I mean lots of beautiful things that I'm very, very proud of, but it was that coincided with a lot of um, struggle, um, lots of mental battles and although it was a very dark time in my life I just want to you know give tribute to all of the beautiful things you know my business all the beautiful friends in my life my family but the decline in my mental the physical was a without a given it was clear that I was gaining an immense amount of weight my mental well-being was on the decline I was not a priority in my life I had not made myself the priority and so my breaking point was when my family actually sat me down, it was quite intervention style. And they actually sat me down in the living room and said, you know, we are concerned. It's reached a point that we are very worried about your health, you know, little things. You know, my dad even said, I can't even, you don't even, you can't tie your shoes. You know, you, you can't sit in the chair at Christmas. We didn't have a chair that you fit in. So hearing that and seeing the concern, even my brother who is a happy go lucky type of person, just seeing all of their faces with that much concern and worry for me was the breaking point. And I went, okay, something really has to give here. I know I'm worried about myself, but it's reached its point. Like this is bigger than me now. Yeah. It's bigger than me. Yeah. Huge. Cause I feel like deep down, we know right where we're Mm -hmm. at. Like Mm -hmm. I always said to my, like my mum used to do the same thing to me, would tell me like, you know, you've got to stop. Like you've mm-hmm. got to do something. Got to lose the weight. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and like sometimes she'd just be blunt about it. Um, but I always said to her, like you know, telling me I need to lose weight, never. It was never what pushed me, because I knew. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I just needed to get to a point myself you where were ready I was to ask like, for the help. Yeah. Yes. Essentially, yeah, because yeah. Um, her telling me just made me more angry. And you for me, yeah, I was, I'm a very emotional eater as well. Yes. That um, was me. So yeah. when I'd hear things like that, it's not like I'd stop. I'd probably just eat more. Eat more. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. And so 
another thing, I will probably get into this as well, but you're dealing with a, a form of abuse. You know, people have alcohol issues. They're, they're using coping mechanisms. So when you're having the surgery and that's taken away from you so rapidly, you're not going to rehab. They're just putting you in the surgery room and taking your stomach out and saying, well, not your whole stomach, but portion of it, and saying, good luck, all the best. But yeah. there's so many other root issues yeah. for the emotional eating. You've got to do so much of the inner work in a dialogue to heal up because it's not just a physical process, it's a mental process. So, you know, definitely, yeah, my family's um, perspective on how I was, was it for me. Like, it just... See, there was a point where you couldn't fit into certain chairs. Yeah, I was sitting, I'll never forget it, it was Christmas right before the surgery and I went to go and sit in the chair and, I mean, I fit, that's a... I just fit. It was so uncomfortable. I could feel the blood circulation and, you know, like my feet were going numb because of the, like I felt like my blood circulation was being cut off and I was so embarrassed to say, I don't fit in this chair properly. Of course. And it ruined it for me. I was so uncomfortable. Even just, I'll never forget sitting there and being that uncomfortable to breathe, to sit, to lean forward. You know, it's like the little basic life movements that were difficult for me so yeah that was like i said that christmas was not a good one for me i had a very similar experience i almost didn't fit into chairs i did fit but i could feel that they were just getting Mm -hmm. tighter and tighter on the side but for me i just remember going to i think it was movie world with jake Mm -hmm. and we wanted to go on a ride and never did I I knew I was a big girl and also the plane over yes the belt almost didn't fit like I had to squeeze that belt on and I was if I was like if this belt doesn't fit and I have to ask for an extender I'm gonna be so upset I didn't have to but the fact that it almost didn't but it was the ride that got me because it it came completely unexpected I didn't even think I might not fit in the stride I haven't been to Queensland to movie world in years and I went to go on um, the ride with Jake, and when it fit Jake and not me, I was like, and okay. they tr- and they brought like to- three people over to try and get this thing on me, and I'm like, no. you know what? <laughs> Just don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about, about it. it honestly, and I walked away from that thing. ride in tears, oh, and Jake's like, don't worry, it almost didn't fit me either. Like, Try you know, we've got to do better. something about it. Oh. It's us two together. Like, oh. he's been he's been it's so beautiful. great with that sort of stuff. But um, at that point, I was like, holy shit. It takes shit. something, yeah. doesn't it? Where you almost get fed up. It's not even about embarrassment. It's It goes I was, far more than that. It, it's not... I don't care about being no. embarrassed. I'm no. not embarrassed. Agreed. I mean, like, it, it was a bit embarrassed that three people had to come over and try and do it. But it's not that. It was the fact that it's like... How, how did it get to this yeah, point? Yeah, how did I how get did to I this point? Here? Yeah. Yes. Like, that's really sad for me. Yeah. Like, you can't do basic life basic things, things. Like, go on a ride. Yes. Yeah, well. So, yeah. how did you decide that the sleeve was for you? Because there's three yes. different types of surgeries. There is. There's a lot. Well, and there is a lot. But a there's huge... three main ones, I guess, that people that doing, I know about yeah. I mean I think really the only ones I know about to be oh, honest is the sleeve the bypass and is there another there is a balloon as balloon. well okay. but that's not a surgery that's just like okay. an insert that they put in your stomach okay. and I think it don't quote me on this but I think they feel it with saline or something okay. like that and it expands right. to it expands 80% of your stomach and it's basically mimicking the idea of a surgery but it's very temporary I think Mm. Again, don't quote me. I think it's around six months to a year, oh. and then I so it either they either pop it or it pops itself, and then 
I think you pay it out. I'm not oh, sure. Christ. But, okay, they're doing it all. Yeah, they Love really it. are. I mean, so they're trying it all. Yeah. Love it. I, I went and saw a few people, actually, when I was making the decision. I wanted to, you know, seek out people that had lived the experience. So I only knew people that had had the sleeve. So when I met, I think I met with two women and they directed me to my surgeon who I ended up going with, Dr. James Chow. And he pretty much just explained all the surgeries to me and being a hypochondriac, so someone who is extremely sensitive to health anxiety, I wanted something that was, although it's not a natural thing, but in its own way was the most natural with the least associated risk. So when he said that that was the most natural in terms of not having anything left inside and the ability for the stomach to actually grow back, it didn't scare me. That didn't scare me because I knew that the work was going to be in what I was going to implement change-wise in my life. I wasn't seeing it as I just want a quick fix, although a lot of people do think of it that way. It's not Mm -hmm. um, at all. I knew I was up for the real challenge, which was the change that I had to make, and I just needed the kickstart. So I decided on the sleeve because for me it was the most holistic Yeah. in my eyes it was yeah i see that yeah, it was yeah. holistic in my opinion and i felt the most grounded with it and once i heard about all the risks i went okay well there are risks associated with being morbidly obese depressed anxious um suicidal all of these things mm. all of the stuff and so it was choosing my heart it was choosing a risk there are risks with any surgery yeah you know? And I even get people commenting now, you know, I know of all these side effects and this yeah. person really suffered and struggled and this person could have died. And I thought, but this, this can happen anytime yeah. with any surgery. If you're going under, it is a risk. You're yeah. signing. Mm-hmm. You're signing to say I'm <laughs> okay with this risk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, that's how I decided on the sleeve. Yeah. yeah. Just knowing that it was um, made me feel the least scared, to be honest. When I heard all the options, I went, okay, that's that sounds like I mean, the, well, yeah. the bypass for me, I always looked at as a very extreme version of it. Right. So the bypass essentially is where they connect your stomach to, I think it's like it bypasses all your intestines and just Jeez. you basically poo it out straight away. Wow. Yeah. See, I, don't, I will admit, I don't know. So the bypass, I only know a little bit about it because when I went to start inquiring with different doctors and I told one of my doctors that I had reflux, he told me the bypass might be for me. So then I started researching a little bit about it and my research told me that bypasses are more for like people who are like, I know when I say morbidly obese and I have quotation marks because I was called morbidly obese, um, but I'm talking like. 200 kilos yeah yeah um that's what they usually recommend because it's it's the only thing that's going to be the most effective it's the extremity obviously yeah yeah um and yeah essentially it just bypasses your um intestines that's how i look at it but there are even more risks that come with the bypass so i definitely knew i I did yeah i just just thought look i don't think that's what i need like i think i'm going to be okay with the sleeve through my own research but yeah Yeah. um and then the band obviously but i had heard um through a few other people's with the band it's they say it's not as effective but i think it's one of the more dated yeah it is it is is probably not the right word but it's you know the sleeve and the bypass i think are very more so current yes innovative very fresh and new 
So the um, band is essentially like a band that they wrap around the stomach. Well, everyone thought I had the band when I said I had weight loss surgery. If I hadn't said the sleeve, like all the aunties and uncles and the, you know, people from the village. Yeah, I was going to say probably the older generation. (laughs) Oh, you had the lab band? No, no, I had the sleeve. It's the sleeve. What do you mean they take a part of your stomach? Are you okay? I'll never forget that. I had a lady just with such sadness. Uh, Yeah. You okay? Like, can you eat? Yes, I can. Yeah, people God. definitely look at me funny when I'm like, yeah, no, 80% of my stomach's gone. I have 20% of what I had. <laughs> okay. okay, so my next question is, how has your life changed since the surgery? And what are some major factors that have made you so successful in your journey? Um, other than really just healing my inner child I really consider myself a big kid I always have been but I feel that now I'm really trying everything and when I say trying everything I will do anything yeah jump on a horse jump in a go-kart yeah you can see that you can see that on my Instagram I am just I hate saying making up for lost time but that's the truth that's how it feels I'm like I've just got life back I got my (laughs) you know I got my groove so other than that you know that's obviously it speaks for itself um, my health, my health has improved in leaps and bounds. And I'm talking, my blood work is balanced. I have zero deficiencies. It's two years post-op for me. And I'm sorry, little white light, a little bit of low iron, but I'm a bit cheeky. Didn't take my vitamins for Yay, six months. You were saying. And just, yeah, that's an important note. Uh, take your vitamins. They're not lying when they say, take your and you're still taking them two, two years two years later later you can you know supplement that through food because your portions can increase but yeah. i don't think i still think it's smart to include even if you're dropping down from two vitamins to one um and then getting your blood work done just to check to see and yeah. i did I, that's what i did and i realized yeah. okay my iron is dropping but in saying that my iron was pretty low always so um doing very well with the with you know health wise blood work wise and yeah, I mean, I, I feel like health is the number one um, highlight for me mm-hmm. because that was my greatest concern. That was the of concern course. of my family, um, my husband. And so I think that was the number one priority, fixing that, becoming a healthier version of myself. My cholesterol's dropped. Yeah. Which was a big one. Yeah. You know, I was at risk for heart disease, diabetes, all the things. Yeah. All of the things. Same. My bloods were shocking. Same. Scary, scarily yeah. shocking. So... Yeah, health-wise, that's the biggest one for me. Um, And then I guess in terms of success, this will differ for everyone because I feel everyone's idea or ideal version of success sits differently with them. And I think that's really beautiful. And I think that is what makes us, well, what sets our intent, right? So for me, it's psychological. So seeking counselling because Mm -hmm. you are having, if you're an emotional eater, which I was, Mm -hmm. which was the cause of the weight gain, I knew that removing that coping mechanism was going to result in a lot of inner work. And so I say psychological in like capital letters. So my success has been counseling, psychology, also medication. I'm medicated for my anxiety and I'm working on that. I'm actually really proud because I've lowered my dose a little bit. Amazing. So I'm balancing that out. And yeah, so again, psychological, um, nutrition, second to that. And you're exercising your body movement. So if you can find a balance in between those three things, that is my opinion of success for sustaining weight loss. I'm two years. I've sustained my weight. I've not gained any weight. I've reduced body fat. I've gained muscle. I'm in the gym. I'm, you're killing it. I'm you're just all over it. Getting out there. You know, mm. my body is still changing. Even with the muscle gain, 
you know, I went and put on a dress the other day and it didn't zip up at the back and I fucking panicked. I went, oh no, you know, that trigger, that past trigger came oh in and I God. went. Oh my God, I haven't I experienced had a, that yet, but I could just imagine. And I went, oh my God, what is happening? What am I doing wrong? And I and my husband pulled out my body skin. He's like, I know where this is going to go. We need to just squash this now. Look at this. Like your, your shoulders, your arms are growing in muscle. You've gained like almost four kilograms of muscle. Why, mm. why do you think that's not zipping up court? Like level yourself the body fat has reduced and so the scale number has gone up but it's from muscle growth mm-hmm. it's not from body fat mm-hmm. but i've always associated the yes. numbers on the scale going up from body fat which yeah. is panic which is i'm failing i need to be better yeah you know and even then just another disclaimer even if it was body fat i shouldn't have that reaction there shouldn't be such a negative reaction to that because my weight will fluctuate I'm not going to not put it's on weight. It's so difficult. And so, I find this is the hardest uh, thing now, even just three months. Now, yeah. yeah, three months three in. Months, yeah. I, I've now just stopped weighing myself every Girl. week. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do it for three months just to kind of see how the progress was. Yeah, early but, stages. Yeah. yeah. But I found doing that, I became obsessed with mm-hmm. the scales very quickly. And... I would notice little stalls. I don't know. I'm sure it's normal. It is normal. Yeah. But it is very normal. It would drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, like, psychologically, I was mm-hmm. like, it's not working. I'm going to... It's a mental blocker. Yeah. And you compare yourself to others. Yeah. Even if it's not, you know, a negative comparison on their end, it's... Why, it wasn't because I, I found myself comparing myself to you. Yeah, I went exactly straight that. down to the bottom of your page yep. to see how long. Yes. I haven't even told you this to yes. see how long it took you to lose 30 kilos. And I compared wow. myself to you. You can't. You I know. Can't, you know, but it's a natural instinct. I know. It as soon as instinct. I caught myself out doing it, I'm it's like, got to, you got to catch stop up that behavior. right now. And it's about, yeah. And it's about checking yeah. that behavior that these are behavior patterns that we've had embedded from being an overweight person. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong to say that that's going to take time to fix, you know. So I, I really feel that paying attention to that and just checking in on that is important. But, yeah, I mean, that was a huge moment for me where I went, okay, cool, you don't need to fall back into that. You've come a long way. And I actually had to say to myself, even if that was from body fat, I'm not going to stay at the lowest point from having weight loss surgery. It's not realistic. It's not practical. I was eating a quarter cup of food and now I can have a, a decent amount of food. Not, yeah. not you know, the normal average person's amount. But yeah, even if I was to gain body fat, cool. It's not about that. It's not about um, staying at my lowest weight forever. It's not why I did this. And I had to really check myself and say, hang on, like what would court say? It was 123 kilos right now. Mm. It's not. It's not the biggest deal. Yeah. Fitting into the dress at your lowest weight. It's not. I didn't write this question down, but yeah. you've just reminded me. I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. when you were in hospital and they were asking you, like, uh, uh, they asked me in hospital. I don't know. They, I'm sure they would have asked mm-hmm. you along the way. Oh, what's your goal weight? What's your goal size? Like, did you have a goal that you were reaching to that you reached, or were you kind of just like, I just want to get to the point where I was healthy? Because I That's didn't want to set actually. myself a goal. I yeah. actually still Good don't have you. a goal. Good on you. Yeah. I, for me, I didn't ever. But my surgeon had said with the surgery, Dr. Chow said, I think you'll get down. Did he say that to you? He's, he he did. The, after the first month I went, he I told him how much I'd lost and we just spoke a little bit and I think he said, oh, like you'll get down to 75 or something like that. Okay. That's what yes. he said. He said to me, 65. 
and I did get down to 65 and I'm now, and I'm now at a very healthy 70. Mm. And so, and he did say, which is very important to note, that you can fluctuate. They usually say between five, sometimes to 10 kilos, like lifetime. Mm. So because you get so low of a weight, which is natural because you're, you're not malnourished, but you kind of are. Yeah. You kind of are. And so it's very natural to reach a very low point And then it's also very natural to gain a very yeah. healthy five, yeah. 10 kilos. Um, I've never had that in a dialogue where I had that expectation on myself to say, okay, I want to be at 65 kilos. No, never. But I honestly, I got to 80 and I was like, this would be great. I'm happy here. I and then that. I get to 70, yeah. 75 and I'd be like, wow, I'm, oh this my is God. gorge. And now being at 70, I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, this is it. This is what we're working with. Like, it's just... I was happy each step of the way. Like, I literally just can relate to that. Yeah, Every I was just too step, excited to yeah. <laughs> It's just the best feeling. Too Nothing, excited. honestly, I've never felt like this before in my life. It right? was the best feeling. It's like a giddy mm. feeling. It's like being excited to get dressed up, go out. It's just a feeling, hey? It is. It's the feeling. It is. My next question is, what would you say has been the hardest hurdle you've had to overcome whether it be physically or mentally or if you can give to both i think accepting that weight loss surgery is as much of a mental journey than it is as it is sorry as a physical journey yeah because like i and i'll go back on it i'm like a broken record but that coping mechanism of emotional eating is taken away you have to do the work i've been having psychology post-surgery I should have probably been having it pre-surgery, but I was having it more so post-surgery to deal with the fact that, okay, this this form of coping is no longer there. I really had to work on my shit. Like, I really had to get to the root of this. And so I have. But I think that the biggest hurdle is accepting that as much as everyone wants to believe it's about looking cute, fitting into the dress, putting cute pictures up, it's not. The actual work is creating space for the change and figuring out how you got there in the first place. What was so wrong with my life and inside of me that I let myself go, did not give a shit about myself, was feeling everybody else's cut but my own and thought that was okay, which it isn't. So for me, it was accepting that the mental is just as important, actually to me more important because that is what sustains you. Your mental dialogue, you know, it supports your intent. It's what makes you get out of bed. It's what drives you to the gym. It's what drives you to make the change. So you can look cute all you like, but if your mentality is not in the right space, like you're not going to be able to sustain it. I even say to people, they ask me all the time, how did you know when you were ready? And I always just say, the biggest hurdle in getting ready was making the change. As little as creating a break at work to eat at a reasonable hour. Yeah. As little as making sure I had the discipline, I knew I was going to get up and make myself go for a walk every day. And now making myself has become, man, I cannot wait to get out and do my walk today. Mm-hmm. It's it. It's just going to do what I need it to do. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes part of your becomes, routine. I cannot imagine not moving my body. And mm-hmm. I like to say body movement because working out, I don't know, it gives me the ick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to go and do my workout now. Like, it's no, I'm moving my body. It makes it sound I, like a chore. It does. Almost. And I, I love it. I'm, a, I'm actually obsessed with it at the moment healthily but just it's my favorite part of the day i love that and before it was the most difficult scary painful yeah to do yeah so yeah i can attest to that biggest hurdle is just like accepting that the mental is as important as the physical finding that balance 
and yeah, moving forward with that. At so that pace. you found that um, seeing somebody about your eating mm-hmm. um, even afterwards helped. Well, you you didn't see anyone beforehand, right? No, because again, I was in that denial. Yeah, right. I just didn't know what was going on. Because I never really thought about it yeah. seeing someone. I thought, you know, it's funny. Like I thought, oh, you know, once I do the surgery, I'm not going to be able to eat, mm. or I'm not going to feel hungry. Yep. That's what I was always told as well. Oh, you're actually not going to feel hungry no, because <laughs> you they say that you take out the hunger hormone as part of the 80% that it's, they take out. This is what they, I'm pretty sure it's, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, whatever they back, call it, it um, or yeah, it can grow back, yeah. but surely not in the first three months. No. I, I don't know why I was expecting to just come out of this surgery and just not be hungry. Um, yeah. I'm starving. Yeah, <laughs> I love what you're I'm saying actually that. Normalize starving. It because people ask me all the time, are you hungry? Yes, yeah. I'm hungry. I want to feel hungry also. That's normal. Yeah. So, oh, look, I, yeah. I'm glad I still do feel hungry because yeah. I think if I didn't, then it's obviously I'm, I'm not, probably not going to eat. I don't know. Maybe I would. I would actually because I well, eat all the time. from but the emotional. Yeah. Some people eating. might not. Like some people live their life where if their stomach's not telling them to eat, they forget and then they just don't eat. Mm. So I'm glad that I do feel hunger, but I it's – funny because i just expected not to for some reason i guess because they kind of told me yeah Yeah. but um people always get so like shocked when i'm like oh my god i'm starving and then i'll I'll be so hungry but like you can't actually when you go to eat eat, and you and the hardest thing for me was like even though i'm starving and usually what i used to do is just scoff my food down like scoff it it down Mm -hmm. and the first few months the hardest thing for me is learning to take my time now when I eat take your time when you eat why are you eating am I happy am I sad am I stressed yeah Yeah. I used to eat when I was happy like to celebrate it was like so eating was just it was although it was full of emotion it was also emotionless it would just be something that I did I just did yeah Yeah. I found I really need to work through that to figure out why and and coming to terms with it and realizing that it was from past traumas and and events in my life that I had really squashed and not dealt with it was easier to then well now know why am I eating this meal um what is it doing for me and I'm also very careful with that because there was a point where I was even bulimic way back in high school and it was like the opposite end of things and so I'm very careful to not start overthinking as well why is that how you got to that point? Yeah, it, mm. it's exactly how I got to that point was the, the bulimic behavior and, and getting down to an unhealthy weight at such a young age. I was like 16, 17 at the time. I mean, it was constant yo-yo from that point. Yeah, which I, I know a that lot was going to be my next question. Yeah, constant yo-yo back and forth because I hadn't dealt with things. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that we're always on a healing journey and that's okay. And by no means have I had the surgery and life is perfect. It's mm. not. I'm still working on things and mm-hmm. I'm still doing, yeah, I've still got to get up every day and work through my shit. Yeah. It's a real thing. That's the thing as well. You have to remember with this surgery, you don't just wake up after surgery. No. It's not going it, to fix your problems. Yeah. And I say this to people. People say, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, and I resonate with that and I feel that and I actually feel that deeply. But I always say, you know, make the space for the room to make these changes because you've got to deal with what's actually 
This is very true. I was one of those people that thought the surgery was also going to fix all my problems, all my health problems, my anxiety, my stress levels. Basically, every every problem I have in life, I put down to my weight. And that might be because every time I went to the GP and told them I have a problem, he would tell me, yes, because you're overweight. They like always do. Yeah, I know they you always do. You can't go to do. the doctors without them telling you. Oh, uh, seriously. <laughs> Everything's because I was fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your problem, love. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess that's probably why I thought after this. Yeah, it would fix it all. It would fix it. And um, I used to tell people that and they used to be like, no, Monica, but, you know, if you still want to do it, do it. But, no, this isn't going to fix all your problems. But I was still convinced mm. it was going to. And it only took now – a couple of months after to realize that okay um no it's not mm-hmm. i still same thing as you like yeah. i still deal with most things that i was dealing with yes. prior to the surgery and these are change. things that i have to work yeah. on in other ways like the losing weight isn't going to be the problem so far it does help look feeling nice <laughs> for some <laughs> things yeah. you know for, that only lasts so long yeah that fuse yeah it do, does and that's last. true it does yeah you know you can look cute all you like and you come home you've got to sit with yourself you've got mm-hmm. to sit with your thoughts you've got to sit with who you are mm-hmm. what you stand for and you've got to really question what you're willing to sacrifice to make the change and i'm talking people what people are you willing to lose gain what conversations are you willing to have what questions are you willing to ask get really deep with it because when you have to sit with yourself, you know, alone, you've got to be okay with that. And if you're not, then you just got to do the work. I'm still doing the work. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm still there. I'm still there. It's a process. It's a long, lengthy process. Well, speaking of, some people don't even tell their friends and family that they're no. going to go through with this procedure. How was your experience telling your family and friends? Like, was it all positive? Were there any negative opinions? If so, how did you overcome that? So obviously my family having just shared that they were (laughs) intervention style. They were obviously in full support. So I had a very, and still do, I just have to say that I have the most amazing support from my family, my mum, my dad, my brother, my husband, and my friends, my inner circle have been nothing but, yeah, extremely, like excessively supportive and the biggest cheerleading squad ever. So I'm very lucky. And I can say that now... Now I have a circle of people who are true, genuine and really want to see me at the point that I'm at, which is very special. I have no doubt that there was maybe some, you know, like shade and judgment in the background, but it feels like it's kind of like white noise to me. Whether an opinion's positive or negative, it, it isn't and wasn't going to help me because I had to carry myself. Mm-hmm. So whether someone was saying something positive... I took it on board. Whether they were saying negative, I took it on board. But I had to I had to be my own cheerleader. I had to do the work. So whether someone was saying, why would you do that? Or I think you should, it didn't matter. It's very true. I had to come to terms with the fact that court, don't rely on the pats on the back. Don't rely on the over-support. Don't rely on the negative to sway you from not doing it. You literally only have to worry about what you think because you're the one who's going to do the work. So if someone's saying, I don't think you should do that, I think you should try. Oh, how many times? Keep trying. Keep going to the gym. Keep running around the block. Couldn't. Like, I couldn't. And I had to get to that point where I said, okay, well, like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. I'm not worrying about what anyone thinks. My, you know, five past personal trainers, if they're going to think, you know, I've, I've let them down, you know, that pressure what will everyone think of me? I had to let that go and just, well, what do I think of me? What do mm-hmm. I want to think of me? 
who do I want to be? And that was it. Didn't didn't matter what anyone thought. Didn't matter if it was positive or negative. It was. That's a really good way to look at it. Because it was me. I had yeah. to do it. Yeah. I've got to live with it. Yeah, especially for people. Like I just feel like even in today's day, even though it's way more spoken about and people are way more open about it today. Today. Um, yeah. Yeah, because this back in the days, like, and I'm it's not even speaking point. that, like, this is not even not that like long 10, ago. 10, 15 years? Not e- like, not even. even less than that, wow. people weren't talking about this. I'm so happy that now it is, you know, easier to yeah. speak about it and more people Absolutely. are willing to be open about it, make pages about it, you Absolutely. know. Um, I think it's so helpful. I think that's one thing that really helped me actually go through with it, as well as having someone to speak to and like pages yeah. to look at yeah it helped me yeah it was the reason why I because started. i feel like who we are now yeah i feel like if there weren't many people around that i knew that had done it then i probably yeah. would have been more scared everyone wants and i always say this everyone wants to be around a person or people who feel familiar someone who feels like home i know it's really cliche and corny but to have a person that you know has done what you've done and has made that choice is extremely comforting like you kind of almost feel like it's like this little blanket around you okay well they've lived it i trust that i can also have the strength to maybe conjure something like that one day. yeah it's exactly yeah. right you've clearly transformed a lot since surgery have you noticed that people treat you differently since you've transformed if so how do you feel about this this one makes me really sad. <laughs> like this very much so saddens me to say that I feel far more approached. I feel far more appealing by others, not myself, and far more respected now, which is really, it, all that does is break my heart. Same. Who I was, who I still am, because that girl deserved everything that this girl is getting and more because it took an, a, a tremendous amount of strength to be her, to be me now as well. And just going to say it, I just think it sucks to know that the world is more superficial than we ever want to admit or know. Yeah. And, and I feel that and I can vouch for that. Anyone who's gone from being one way to another and had such a physical change and has felt people look at them, smile at them differently, um, want to work with them, want to, you know, the amount of like attention, I'm just going to say it without sounding conceited and on myself, the amount of attention is it's sad to me it's actually sad i don't always enjoy it because i get somber about it and i just think well why not before it's the exact same person i'm proud to say i haven't changed i am the same person that i was at the same heart the same intent with people with my community with what i'm doing online on my platforms and so yes i felt the shift yes it makes me very sad and i wish there was anything that could be different it was that because to be quite frank i just think it's I think you hit the yeah. I think (laughs) you hit the nail on the head when you said that because um, that's only just three months in. I'm already feeling Mm. that straight Mm. away, Mm. straight away. I mean, given there are people that were always um, so kind to me and like always compliment me, and they're obviously going to continue to be supportive and compliment me. Um, But even just from the opposite sex, from like you know, like. It's crazy. Like I, I, you know, I always laughed about it. I was like in Sydney, like I was just never 
that girl that right. got attention from now guys. we are like should this see me go not, out now I've, I've been in a relationship for 10 years like this is not yes. to say this is what i want as yeah, such but it was just a observation i made right Absolutely. that i especially like when i would go out with all my like hot influencer friends or like you know yeah. the hot little hot it's funny because that girl <laughs> it was different for me was it's funny when I went to America I noticed I got a little bit more attention than usual okay. but I guess over there it's different um I'm sure it is not that I know I mean yeah over there it is a little bit different okay. they love the curvier girls over really? there yeah they do um I yeah, found that, that yeah but now coming like going back to Sydney like yes. when I would go out like yeah no never oh likewise like, I don't even think I went out more Oh, honestly, look, when I do, like it's it's on the very rare occasion. Yeah, oh, God, like, we're go um, oh, you need to take me out to Sydney. Yes, <laughs> to Sydney. yes. I mean, I don't go clubbing. Yeah, you wouldn't no, catch I'm not me. A girl. You wouldn't no, catch we can me. Do a nice bar. I love bars. Yeah, Regina's, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the, just the attention is different. It's definitely there, and I'm the same. Obviously, I'm a married woman. I'm very happy with my husband, but it is very interesting. The attention from the opposite sex is makes you know what it does. It makes me sad for the single women. Yeah, who are who are where I was yeah. and uh, not being looked at because yeah. of such a, what, the most superficial layered reason possible. Yep. But I guess it's also depending on what the person's looking for and if they're looking for that, then they're not it. Anyway, yeah. so, you know, I've been with my husband almost a decade. He's loved me through every season, weight, size, everything. So, you know, when they're the one, they're the one, that's it. Same. <laughs> Literally, so got some good eggs, a eh? decade and decade I have been, I, I probably been every size yeah, over the last so decade. really, you've been with multiple women. Yeah. So, you've tried all eggs, you've been with more than one. That is so funny. I love that. Okay, so... How has having a social media page dedicated to your journey and new lifestyle been? I know a lot of people admire you and I've also seen for myself on a few of your posts, a few of the negative comments. How do you deal with that? So obviously as of late, it has just exploded for me on on Instagram and on TikTok too, but mostly Instagram, which um, entirely organic, very unexpected. So it's been quite overwhelming, but very exciting at the same time it's very rare for people very, to yeah. actually um gain so many followers yes. so quickly on instagram nowadays but yes. um yeah i've noticed that a lot of your reels are popping off yes. and they're probably it's just the algorithm yeah and i think once you're in that you know like the for you and you're coming up like I, i've had people comment you know um you know the algorithm brought me here which is insane to me and i guess it's just an, an, an ode to myself that you know being being who I am and just telling telling the universe, you know, about me and what I've gone through and what I'm willing to promote has just worked for me. Like, it's just, it feels very easy. It doesn't feel like a job. It has given me purpose. I used to be very, very stressed throughout the day and anxious. And I actually feel that this has really helped my anxiety, if anything. It's given me that intent to, I guess, just get me going as well like I, I feel like if I can get up and do this like I know that someone's going to see that and someone might turn around and go you know what I'm going to get up and do that too like maybe I can do a stretch today maybe I can do a walk today so I mean I it's like I said very natural very easy the negativity is very white noise I think maybe because it's doing so well at the moment and I'm, I'm on a I like to say I'm on a frequency and I am on a very high frequency of healing and 
positivity and I've created that. I've put the work in to create that in my circle, in my business life, within myself. And so, like I said before, positive or negative, it doesn't matter to me because all that matters is what I'm feeling, how I see myself. If someone's going to comment, I can't comment back to everyone, something negative about a surgery, half the time it's not even about the sleeve, it's about another one. It's like you can't sit there and comment back to every single thing. Um, So I don't even look at it. There's too much now. Yeah. I can't actually look through it. I don't. You were saying before it's yes. gotten to the point where you can't keep up anymore. No, which is sad because I really prided myself in getting back to I every mean, single person. And I did. You can when it's time. like, you know, a couple of thousand. thousand but at 100 and whatever, 14 it is now, I can't. Yeah. I can't. And I mean, I don't, I wouldn't expect you to either. Like you're. A lot of people, right? I don't think you'll see it, but if you do. I know. I, I know. See it. I wish I could. Like I Maybe can't. because you're my friend, I feel like yeah. I had that luxury where I could message you and <laughs> expect to respond. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I know. I look. I know because I'm only new in my um, surgery journey, so I yes. know that I look at a lot of pages like yours and more. I have questions like what these people are having, so I know that um having pages like yours are really helpful and having someone there to be able to speak yeah, to it's like a guide yeah, yeah even i had um one of my friends um come and speak to me i didn't even know she had the surgery done um cool. but she just commented on how great i've been looking and um how i've lost weight and i, I just came out there and told her i was like yeah, yeah i got the surgery done she's like oh my gosh so did i that happened and then, with me and a lot of people yeah. Yeah. yeah and um we wouldn't have even known each yeah. other had the surgery but isn't that beautiful though? yeah that your bravery in saying what you've done mm-hmm. and your casualty about it yeah has just made her casual about it yeah and that's the beautiful thing and that's why i did this because i wanted to make this conversation so normal people whisper about weight loss surgery that's yeah. also okay because look if you, and I always say this, if, if privacy is your luxury, sit in that. Mm. If sharing, oversharing, mm. TMI is your luxury, sit in that. Mm. I'm a person, I wear my heart on my sleeve, I'm a songwriter, I'm emotional, I'm creative. It feels unnatural to me to not say, mm. to not speak, to not to not share. I'm an oversharer. Yeah. That's just who I am as a person. Oh, so, likewise. Like, it's just it. I can't, you know. So, I, I always say that having that moment with someone like even today when you just said like you know and I did it three months ago that is amazing because you know had I not you know come in today and done this you know maybe that wouldn't have happened it probably like wouldn't it, have you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie and, and why not why shouldn't it not be a casual thing oh look I, I, mean, I like, in my everyday life I'm very casual about it when are. I tell people I mean I pick and choose the people I want to tell and you have that right only sometimes because I just find sometimes I just know the way I have already preempt the way someone's going to react and I just can't be bothered to listen to them yeah or like have to explain to them what I've done and have them down and know that they're going to judge me like Mm -hmm. I just don't even want to do that to myself so I I do protect your energy at the moment I was picking and choosing who I told but like for the most part I was pretty open about it and very casual about it when I told people and I love you do that because it generalizes it and there's, like I said, there's nothing wrong. Everyone has their right. And I get it. For some people to succeed in something like this, privacy is important. Yeah. And having that singular journey is important for them. And if that aids in more success, rock with that. Mm. That is important. Whereas this rock, this is what works with me. Mm-hmm. This is what actually motivates me to keep going, is mm-hmm. knowing that these people are actually not waiting for it, but they're inspired by it. Mm-hmm. And it helps them. Like I said earlier, filling other people's cups fills mine. I love that. It really does. That's beautiful.
Okay, so what's your advice to anyone out there thinking about going down this route? Well, first and foremost, definitely you need to see a sword surgeon, you need to see a GP. If you want to see multiple surgeons, multiple GPs. I for saw tickets. multiple surgeons. Okay, well. I saw three or four surgeons. Oh, I saw one. And yeah. I was like, Great, you're But <laughs> my decision to make this surgery was made over like um, three years. Wow. So. Really? Yeah. You know that? Yeah. So. What? Mine was so quick. My gain, like my weight gain was like over rapidly over probably four years, and okay. it, I reckon it started from when I moved to Sydney and started working in Sydney. Business when I <laughs> when I look back at it, um, yeah, I ref, upon reflection, I'm like, you know what? I think work had a lot to do with it as well. It does. Um, yeah, it's funny because so, we're both in business, and we both mm-hmm. have an immense amount of not pressure, but duty, like yes. responsibility. Yes. yes. So, yeah, when I first just thought about it, um, it was because one of my friends had done it and highly recommended it. Um, but she had been the only person I'd spoken to. So I went, I hadn't even told my parents yet. I just went to make an appointment with the um, surgeon that she had gone to and spoke to him about it. And I remember um, feeling very, very scared. And I, in that cry. moment, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was very scared and I just felt like I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, and that was okay. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't ready. And the next time I went to go see a surgeon was a few years later. And that wow. brings us to this moment now where it happened. So I saw, I spoke to another friend who had done it and, um, she had told me like the way she'd gone about it this guy like trains all the surgeons like he's going to be amazing so i went to go see him and um my experience with him wasn't the best um this is the one that told me i needed the bypass and like had to do all these extra tests and i was like i'm already so nervous like i feel like this is making me more nervous and more scared um so i didn't go ahead with him um and that's when i actually contacted you yeah okay. and I said um who was your surgeon and you were telling me your experience with him and I was like I'm gonna give it one more shot like I do really want to make a change and I do feel like this might be the way to go I just think I've had bad luck like in the part like the guy I first saw he he would have been great I was just too scared I wasn't ready yeah, um, right and you had to sit with that like, yeah at the time um, but I do think the doctor does make a difference. Like, yeah. and, and it's okay to see multiple doctors because, yeah, it took me by the third one. Oh. I, I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Oh. I was ready. I was like, nothing is going to stop me. I'm ready, right? That's how I felt too. Once yeah. the decision was made, once it felt right, mm. it was like bells on, let's go. Yeah, and you'll mm. know. Um, the only thing that held me back so long was that I had a little bit of complications with another. Yes, um, you did. Yes, another thing, another health issue that I have, yes. but we overcame that eventually yeah, yeah, and got yeah. to the, eventually. Got there. I remember messaging you. Back yeah, there, is it happening? Is it happening? <laughs> it's, we're fine. And now. yeah, literally third time lucky of like cancelling the the surgery because it was COVID as well. Um, third time lucky I got. So it was a full on process for me. Um, oh, that yeah, was. yeah. That, that would have been and a heavy thing to carry. And it's not that the same experience for everyone because most people that I know um 
were able to just kind of do it within a few months of just that making that decision. I made a decision. Either that or yeah, either that or waiting the year because of your health. Yeah, Although people don't know as well that um, it's covered. It's covered by health insurance, but you just need to be on the top cover. Top cover. Yeah. There's always a catch. Yeah. There is always so, a catch, and it's a little bit expensive to be under yeah, the top cover. But I think um, when you compare it to what you pay out of pocket, um, I it's, think it's like 25, 30k out of pocket. Is it? Do you depends know? on the surgeon. Surgeon. Okay. Every surgeon has that so the way by the way this is probably good to speak about it the way um the payment of it all yes because if i think people oh, that's another question i get all the time is was it expensive depends. and it my depends answer is it can be yeah or not so every surgeon has their price mm-hmm. and um you pay the surgeon you pay the anesthetist and then you also pay for your hospital cover um, the most expensive thing that you're going to be paying for is your hospital cover. Yeah. So that's that's where the, the health insurance comes. Yeah, in that's help. where the health insurance comes into play. Um, the way mine and I'm assuming yours yeah. were, because you said you use health insurance. I used my health insurance, and then I paid a gap of I think God, don't quote me. Made I think it was seven or seven and a half, but that was for everything. Yeah, so you out of pocket. Yeah, I think yeah, something like that. I also paid so. Um, you pay for your surgeon's mm-hmm. fee. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not covered. So you have to pay that to your surgeon. And then your anesthetist, which is the person that puts you to sleep, you pay them as well their fee, which is to think around the – they're all about the same, around yeah. the 1000 1500 yeah. yeah, and then the surgeons are usually around the same amount. And I want to say between, like – I've heard them go from, like, let's just say 3000 three to, like – Three, I was three-something. Yeah, three to, to like, five, I've heard um, it – it depends on yes. the surgeon and then obviously your hospital cover. Um, but then if you're covered, you do still have to pay in excess. I think I paid like seven fifty. It just depends on how you've got it. So you yeah. can pay and like five. Hospital. Yeah. What hospital? Yeah. So, um, Courtney and I both use the same surgeon. Um, his name was Dr. James Chow. He operates from St. George private hospital in Sydney, but he consults from Wollongong Private, Wollongong and Private. I think also Miranda, but Private. don't quote me on that. Did you, your surgery was in Wollongong or Sydney? My surgery was in St. George Private. Okay. Was Black yours? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I, every time I went and saw him, it was Wollongong. in Wollongong, <laughs> yeah. um, which was fine for me. Yeah, fine perfect. for you, because yeah. you're from Wollongong. I'm not far from Wollongong. Yeah. I was from Wollongong, so it's fine. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely, I would highly recommend him. Absolutely. I know you would too. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know what I also love about him? Some surgeons, you do have to pay a fee to consult with them prior. Um, and that can range from like... Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with Dr. James Chow, we didn't have to pay anything. He To consult yeah. with him, it was free. Yes. And yeah. I also would love to throw in that... With a lot of um, surgeons, but obviously Dr. Chow, our surgeon, it was great to also have like the visits after included with the dietitian and him. Yeah. I don't need to see him anymore, which sucks actually because I kind of miss seeing him. I'm gonna really do a pop up visit, maybe show him the Instagram, maybe. <laughs> oh, he'd be so proud. Get yourself a gram page. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I um, really liked the fact that we had that support with the dietitian which was all included in that mm. so i think it's three months six months i'm due year. to go see him okay, i've yeah, got to go do my girl. yeah i've got to go get, get my bloods, bloods and yeah, go see blood. him um 
Yeah, so I'll, I need to do yeah. that soon. But yeah, I'm excited to go see him, tell him so my progress. Yeah, which there's lots of. <laughs> lots of. And there will probably be lots more of over mm-hmm. the last year. Yeah. When did you um, stop losing weight? So I will... Mm, oh. It was So it was eight months. I personally had no stalls. Everyone is very different. Stalls are very, very common. So I just want to... Oh, I've had multiple. Yeah, I did not stall. I lost weight for a consecutive eight months, whereas some people have stalls and lose for up to a year, year and a half. Mm. For me, it was eight months, consistent weight loss, and then it just, I knew it was it, like, it had stopped. I feel like it's good for me to say out loud that I've had multiple stalls because I feel like a lot of people... Yes, it's very normal. um, ...that I've spoken to have had the same as well, and um, it's very discouraging sometimes. It is, because you think something's wrong. Oh, even with myself, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Now I have to go back on the liquids and and reboot. Trust the process. Yeah. Keep it going. going. But yeah, about eight months for me was my excess loss. And then it it stopped. And then I went into maintenance. I'm now in maintenance Mm -hmm. phase, which is lifetime. Fun. (laughs) Where all the work begins. (laughs) You have been great, honestly. Oh, what a breath of fresh air. So much you're fun. amazing. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming today. Really appreciate it. My um, guys, Courtney is going to start her own podcast. Yes, I'm excited. I'm so, so excited. as we were saying, she has just been growing immensely online and there are so many questions, there's so many things to yeah. talk about. She's going to be dedicating her podcast to just like a bunch of series, really. Nutrition, exercise, the stories of pre-op, post-op. I get a lot of, I get an influx of questions and I just want almost like a guide, almost like a series, you know, a nutrition yeah. series, fitness series, the whole works. Just mm-hmm. something that people can gravitate towards and um, don't even really feel the need to ask me because hopefully there's enough info out there, even from this, like people will love it. Oh, for sure. And I this. think if you've loved listening to this, then you're going to absolutely yeah. love her podcast. Thank you, thank I God. wish that I actually thought of listening to a podcast when I was going through. Well, I will the now. There, there are a few. I, actually, when we, when we yeah. went to go film this episode, I wanted to do a bit of research yeah. if there are any out there and what sort of questions people are asking. And there are a few. Um, but not many Australian ones and not many young women. So, right. yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So maybe there is a little bit of a gap mm-hmm. there Here's that you the can fill. Yeah. The so there, have but... you actually thought of a name yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I, I gave her homework <laughs> coming <laughs> to this and I was naughty, like, think naughty. of a name. Naughty. No, I think I'm going to keep it to something with, you know, the VSG diary because things have grown so much. I just want to keep that. Like, yeah, keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it'll be something, you know, VSG diary. Um, but, yeah, look, I've, I've this is the start. Coming in today, chatting away with you, and I've actually had so much fun. And so it's pretty easy. Like, it's very it natural, isn't it? Good old chat. Yeah, literally is all chat. it is. So, yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen. That, that'll happen in the next few weeks. I awesome. Think, so we'll get that well, sorted. When it does, I will mm-hmm. put all her social media platforms that she currently has in the show notes for you guys. Definitely give her a follow. Um, and then I'm sure... Yes, I will be sharing it on my... She'll be... On my Instagram. Yes. So yeah, flick the follows back to Mon and check her out. It's, um, yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Courtney, for thank coming. You and you guys will see her soon on her own platform. <laughs> see you guys. Bye.